Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts, 9 to 10. We are here every 9 to 10 on WBT. Trent, what's, what's up, up, Patrick? How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. Welcome back. You went on a little Mexicana hiatus. Yeah, we did. You're right. That's good. Nice and sunburnt. Well, welcome back. I mean, I think we've been going back and forth. We had a little cool spell for a while, and then that, today uh, it's 97 degrees in Charlotte. And they still want me to pass that temperature check when I come into the studio. She's Isn't like, that nuts? are you hot? I'm like, uh, that thing's red. It's 974 degrees outside. I'm like, I'm like, But I just left the dentist, and I was on point. So something's going on. You got your choppers cleaned. Huh? I said you got your choppers cleaned. I did. Yeah. Well, it looks like you still have all of them. That's a good thing if you're going from the dentist. Thing. Yeah. My story about my teeth is my mom was in the dental field. Uh, she taught dental assisting for a yeah. long time. She was a dental assistant. But so teeth were very important in our family, and we live on the river, so we have well water, so we really don't have much fluoride in our in our in our city water because we have well water. So. I took real good care of my teeth, or so I thought. Never had a cavity, but always kind of didn't have the strongest teeth in my genes. And uh, and I get out of college, and my first dental appointment out of college in the fall of 2000. So I'd been working for about five or six months. I think I had nine or ten cavities. Oh no! Never had a cavity. Oh. Known my dentist for probably at this point about ten years, and uh, oh. I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed to him and embarrassed to my mom. And I said, "What's the deal?" And he said, well, do you chew sugar gum? I said, yeah, man, I've chewed a pack of winter fresh a day since ninth grade. Brett got to smell good, buddy. He yeah, said, no, I'm he with said, you. Well, it's got sugar in it. I said, yeah, I don't chew sugar free. That's crazy. He said, do you drink coffee? I said, about six cups a day since I've been in the professional business. He said, you put sugar in it? I put a ton of sugar, man, like I'm sweet. He said, he said, you drink sweet tea? I said, yeah, my aunt makes the best sweet tea. Drink about six cups a day. He said, by chance, do you drink Mountain Dew? I said, yes, sir, I drink about six Mountain Dews a day and love every bit of it. He said, you're pounding sugar in your teeth 24 hours a day. I said, man, I brush my teeth at the office about five times a day. He said, it don't matter, buddy. And then he said, I cut sugar. I had gained 20 pounds as well. Easily, yeah. All Since that. college in six months, but I was still active and exercising yeah, yeah. in the construction. But I had put on like twenty pounds of uh, of general body weight, and uh, I said, I said, I need to do something about my weight gains. I, li- I like cheeseburgers and stuff like that, and uh, might drink a might drink a suds every now and then. I said, but I think I could cut this sugar thing out of my diet and uh, cut it out pretty quick, drop that weight off, and I've had one cavity in 21 years since. So you went from, did you say 11? 
It was nine to eleven. I mean, the story grows. It's probably two. <laughs> I was about to say, how many times? How long were you in the chair with them? I mean, that that is not. I've had one. That is not a fun feeling. I don't know. It was so long ago. I have forgotten. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. That hey, that is a blessing from the Lord. Time heals pain. We talk about that in business, right? Mm-hmm. The crap we go through a couple years later. We don't think we laugh about it. You just do it. How do you it. laugh about it? You just do it. I was with Chris Maynard yesterday. We took some took some clients, friends, uh, uh, golfing. I get to spend some time. I don't get to see Chris much anymore. He's our senior project manager. Him and Brian Storm with Andrew Roby been with us since so four. Wonderful best friend in my life. I don't get to spend much time with him. Got some windshield time one on one yesterday, and he told me his whole family had been listening to Art Williams. He's got two in high school, one in college, and his wife and. He's like, oh, man, we listened to probably six Art Williams videos this weekend. It's funny. I, I listened to one over the weekend recently where he does the last five minutes of the speech. And old Art slowed down just a hair. But I, I wouldn't. I <laughs> yeah, would like 98. I wouldn't put anything past him. I mean, he's still, when he gets going, he's still got that fire. Oh, uh, you're saying when he starts rolling? Yeah, when he starts with the last but five But Art, then, houses aren't selling. Uh, I don't care. Sell it anyway. Do it anyway. There, we got that twang. Um I listened to him this morning on the way in. You know, you kind of you had mentioned you come back from a vacation. Uh, our vacations with young children are kind of it isn't just in my world. It's not just sort of sitting on a chair. It's going full bore the whole time. And so I listened to that to get a little extra pep in my step this morning to get back into swing of things. Good, get back on the, yeah. on, the on the Charlotte business mind front. Yep, That's and then uh, had a great breakfast with Brian Coleman and Jeremy Elliott, two of our leaders from our our services team. Uh, long overdue, we had planned to, to get together and talk about some stuff that we were doing. And so, uh, yeah, man, it was right back in the fray. It was good. Old Art Williams hit it, hit it. I'm bragging on Chris. He talks about these t- sessions he's had with his two boys. One's in college and one just went to college. Actually, he's got two in college and one in high school. One just went to college, NC State freshman. And he was talking about it. He asked him for one more porch session before he w- went to college full time. And, uh, talking about life and 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 he said uh, a saying that he's always said that his kid hit at his son asked him to clarify is easy gets tougher and tougher gets easier and it means the the more you work at something and work hard at something the easier it gets over time and and the less you work at something the harder it gets over time and the that's le- a good one success you find i thought that was very valuable so we need to get chris i know we're i know christian's yeah. got us booked up the everybody's ranting and raving to be on that home with roby show uh we're booked up i think through no through october uh but but I think Chris would be a good a good conversation piece T- on the show. TJ's gonna have to start getting us a green room, maybe with some like you know we'll have to like get special M and M's for the people when they come wait for us. Can we give can we give, we give head massages? Hip, hand massages. Head like oh like, head like you know, heads, like yeah. you get it when you go get your hair at cut the salon. At nice place. There yeah. you go. At there you salon. go. TJ's at in the is that we'd pay extra for that. I want to I want to <laughs> take a moment of silence. Uh, Ron Chapman, my barber. For some time, oh, yeah. uh, passed away uh, about a month ago, and he was healthy, and he and he and he caught an infection, and, and he was 85 years old, but meant so much to my family, so much to the Wilkinson Boulevard corridor. So he mm. he'd give you a head massage. He was old school. He'd just do it because he liked you, you know, trying to earn an extra dollar tip or something, wanting to talk to you a little more. That's what I miss.
But uh, we got a wonderful guest today. We got we got a good friend of mine. He's actually good friends with my father-in-law before I ever met him. And uh, y'all have become friends, and now he's in the brick business, uh, U.S. Brick. Mikey Johnson, he hails from Columbia, South Carolina. He's a lot of fun and a lot of hustle. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services. I'm with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent, we've got Mikey Johnson from U.S. Brick, amongst many other things. Yeah, you and Mikey have circumvented my relationship with Mikey, and y'all become friends without me. That's it, man. He he protected <laughs> he protected my beautiful, luscious locks with a hard hat oh, at yeah. the golf tournament. That was a pretty good yeah, gimmick, wasn't it? That was great, man. Uh, you that, know you know what that is? That's a sign of a man that's b- b- grown up in the telephone pole business. Has a lot of hard hats. <laughs> Don't want to get hit yeah. in the noggin. No, that was that was genius marketing, Mikey. By the way, I loved watching that later on in the in the, in the week. We're talking about the uh, PGA Championship. I mean, your your publicity there with the hard hats was uh, was on point, sir. Well, you know, it was uh, it was uh, one of those serendipitous coming out parties. Uh, Ambassador Haley told you know she a while back she said, "Hey, I got to sell some of these suites," and I said, "I don't even have a company." She goes, "Well, a you can afford it, and b you'll have a company by the time that golf tournament actually happens." So. Uh, it worked out pretty good for us. Wow. <laughs> well, well, Mikey's pretty political. I got to tell a little story about Mikey. Uh, Mikey is a YPO guy yeah. from South Carolina. Wonderful, wonderful uh, person. Uh, great sense of humor. Great sense of hustle, work ethic, honest integrity. Uh, when I was looking at joining YPO some nine and a half years ago, my father-in-law, who uh, Tom Settlemeyer, who sold, worked his career selling underground power lines uh, for a company called Okanite, and he his territory was South Carolina, and he he so I hung out with him and a lot of power co-op execs and and a lot of engineers, and uh, I think I had maybe met Mikey one one once or twice in a in a networking deal, but Mikey was in the telephone pole business. And you're going to correct everything I'm saying wrong, Mikey, and. He, so, so if you think about it, my father-in-law is selling underground power lines. Mikey's selling telephone poles. They're not used for underground power lines. They're used for overhead power lines. So, so in a sense, they were running in the same circles and were a little, little bit on the competitive side. But he's like, Mikey Johnson, I mean, you were like the youngest person that, you know, he in his group that he, he ran with. And he's like, Mikey Johnson's a wonderful guy. I think that YPO organization has done wonderfuls for him in his career. Um, I've watched him grow, and he's, he's a competitor, but he's awesome. And and then I go to my first trip in Atlanta, and I I hang out with Mikey a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, of course, I, it, it wasn't about you or your father-in-law. I just liked your wife, Reagan. She was the reason I'd hang out with people like that. <laughs> she's a pretty good. She's a pretty good arm, arm ornament. Amen. <laughs> she's Amen. a good yin to your yang. I agree with that for sure. But but Mikey, so. What other things other than telephone and bright? I'm looking at your LinkedIn page, and there's all this different stuff here. Tell us a little bit about Mikey. Oh, thanks, and guys, thanks for having me on. I, it is it is fun to be with y'all. I, 
you know, I, I started off, you know, I think I, I was listening to one of y'all's podcasts not long ago. I think it was Chip Schramm was talking about coming up in the family business. And um, I didn't have quite the glorious entry into college like Chip did. I think <laughs> on my opening moving day, I was in a courtroom losing my driver's license while my parents moved my stuff in my room. So it wasn't quite as glorious. Um, and my, like Chip, I took a different route. I went went to work for, you know, the investment banking community right out of school at Morgan Stanley. And um, then kind of one day my my grandfather who was my hero lured me back into the space and i was 27 years old and i said if i don't try it now i'll never do it and it was um certainly one of the best things i ever did and uh, and then it just got me exposure in a, in a small state like south carolina you get a lot of exposure to a lot of neat people and of course friends through ipo also made it even better so just i've had one of these incredibly lucky and blessed streaks that have uh, put me in a good spot now when you when you say um we won't go back to the first part about your first day of college, but you were uh, getting moved into the dorm. Was that at Kennesaw State University? No, so I went to undergrad at Furman University and then uh, got graduate degrees at USB and Kennesaw. And uh, no, so Furman was my was my kickoff. The, the the Purple Paladins was my kickoff. Got it, got it. The only reason I ask is I, I grew up in Marietta, Georgia. Kennesaw State was mm-hmm. was near and dear, right up the street. In fact, my, my a friend of mine's father was a president there. Maybe probably a little after your time, but. Uh, Man, that school has absolutely exploded with growth. It, it has, and that market has. You know, they had a unique program, study and family business, which I find one of the most fascinating components of of our American capitalist story. And I just, I love it. I traveled the world literally through that program at Kennesaw. Didn't spend a tremendous amount of time on the campus, but literally traveled all over the world studying family business through a, a program there. It was an MBA program, and it was just uh, one of the, it definitely led me to a lot of the other things I've ended up getting in later in my life, for sure. So, Mikey, tell us a little bit about your family business. How did it start? What exactly? What what what, what was involved in it? I'd like to hear a little history of it. Yeah, sure. So, you know, my grandfather started off in the, he actually went to work for his father-in-law way back in the early 50s. And, um, you know, there wasn't enough room for he and his brother-in-law. So he kind of spun out and started his own deal. And we were in the pressure-treated wood business. So we, we essentially just put the chemical in the lumber that goes into your deck stock and all the products that, you know, your roving folks would use when they're building outdoor and treated wood applications. And we grew that pretty well. And then um, when I went back to work there, uh, a friend of mine who who's still with me today, and the fact he's one of my co- co-workers in the brick business, we decided we were going to take a stab at making t- utility poles, which is what we call them, but um, all the same. And uh, so we, we kind of hit it at an interesting time in the mid-2000s, and through a lot of acquisitions and deal, we rolled up kind of everything east of the Rockies, and uh, we were about 35% of the U.S. utility pole market when we ultimately um, sold it to a, just kind of an out-of-the-blue interested buyer who was a vertical player. And so it was just, you know, I was really, by the time we were done, I was the only family person left in the business, but definitely had, you know, I got the chance to work alongside my father and my grandfather, and uh, which were two great blessings going back to work for the family. And now, by the way, my son, my 22-year-old, uh, works in the brick business with me. So it's kind of, it's a different family business, but now this is uh, kind of one of our making, not so much of one of the legacy family, you know. Man, that's cool. So you went from... Uh... I, square edge wood to uh, to round wood. Is that right? Round stock, yeah. Round so, stock. Yeah, See there? Little wood to big wood. Yeah, for sure. So you did uh, bot, uh, dot, boat dot pylons in in any of that business? I think we used yeah, utility yeah. So poles So really, the that. only difference between a pylon and a pole is which end you stick in the ground, right? You drive a <laughs> pylon, you put the tip in the ground, you dig a hole, and you put the butt of a pole in the ground. 
And, you know, I don't know, Trent, if this is safe for radio or not, but um, this is podcast, I guess we can get away with. So there's nothing like running a company called Cox with your last name being Johnson and being in the wood pole business. You, you just got a lot got a lot out of that. I hear you. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Yeah, TJ gave it a thumbs up. TJ I mean, gave it a thumbs up. It's only it does air on the radio on WBT, and it's only airs <laughs> it only airs Sunday morning nine to ten. Yeah. I think that's a per, that's kind of a that's kind of a clean, <laughs> dirty joke. So, I, I think, and and it's the, the what makes it so funny is it's true. It's all true. It's true. Nothing it's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So, so your original your that business was Cox Industries. Am I right? Is that it? That's correct. Yeah. And. Your name's Mikey Johnson, and you're in the in the wood pole business. Wow, <laughs> was that by design? Is that why you transitioned from treated lumber? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, that, yeah, no, it's not, yeah, it worked out too well. You just couldn't leave that alone. So I'm trying to figure out the sticks to bridge play. I haven't quite <laughs> mastered that one yet, but that'll be our our next thing. You know, there's a lot of places I can go with that. Well, well, I, I want to hear this. Uh, we're going to cut in a second to commercial and pay the bills. I think it's a good transition. But, but here within the last year or so, you've you've gotten into the brick business, U.S. Brick. You're actually uh, up in here, up in North Carolina, and calling on Patrick and our commercial guys. Uh, and, and and Patrick alluded to this. You know, you had to, uh, a suite down at at the uh, championship down PGA at Kiowa. Champion, yeah. And uh, him, him and a couple of our folks got to go down there. Thank you. But they came back and they were like, Mike is a character. Like, this is crazy. How does he do this? And I'm like, man, you know, uh, it's the chicken and the egg. And Mikey's always got He's with his experience and his luck and, and how he's a forethought in, in, you know, thinking ahead. He's like, man, I'm going to get out here and I'm going I'm to set the example to, to be a constituent of the community, and that's what you got to do. So uh, I'm excited to hear about U.S. Brick. Will you stick around and talk to us, Mikey? Yes, sir. My pleasure. All right. You're listening to At Home with Roby. We have uh, Mikey Johnson with us as our guest, having a lot of fun on the At Home with Roby show. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are joined today by Mikey Johnson, a legend in his own right. Uh, we learned about the pole business. I learned a fair amount. I, did, I learned the I difference in a, in a pole and a pylon. You did. I did, too. I did not know that. We learned a little bit about treated wood altogether, and now we throw in bricks, but not like you used to do in high school. Ooh. I did shoot a lot. <laughs> hey, what's it? You miss every shot you don't take, right? That was kind of what went I told my wife that we were talking about our neighbors are pretty good little basketball players. A little little kid, I think he's in the second grade. And I, I I was talking about it, and she said he can't even get the ball to the rim. I said, man, they didn't have. Look, we're buying some basketball hoops at the house, and they all are all Adjustable. go up and down now. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was not the the norm oh, when I was in elementary and middle school. And I, I didn't want to get it. I said, no, we need to get 10 foot and stable. I don't want these kids ripping down my goal. Dude, and, you can't uh, do that to them. Come on, man. I, I think about seventh grade those came out from us, and we were tomahawk jamming on people like it was going out. But I told, my, I told Reagan, I said, I said, when I was in the fourth grade, I could shoot on them 10 foot goals. I said, I was scoring about 
10 points of the 16 points we scored a game, and then I we were riding on the road, and I said, I did shoot a lot. I thought you were going to say 10 <laughs> points out of the 16 points we scored in the season. Those games <laughs> those games were pretty low scoring. It was, it was really probably like one to three. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mikey's not into those kind of bricks. Oh, sorry. But, you know, I figured it was an easy chance to make fun of your jumper, so I'm, I'm going to take it where I can. Mikey's in the three-hole brick. <laughs> He's in the three-hole the three brick. Not the bowling ball three-hole brick, but an actual brick. But, uh, Mikey, tell us a little bit, again, how, how you transitioned uh, fr- from the sticks to bricks, as you say. I, I love that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, we had, after we sold our, our business back in 2018, I did a, a year and a half stint with the acquirer, and it was a big corporate world. And I, and, well, I enjoyed that experience. It was not me, and so I was really, really looking for something else to do. And um, some friends introduced me to actually a YPO, he a guy. He's out of the business now, but his name was Michael Borden, and he had you know kind of purchased an old brick company back. You know, it was started in the late 30s, and I turned it into a pretty nice little operation. I think the recession hit him a little bit. And um, long and short, he was looking for a partner, and I got in. And at the same time, he was ready to kind of go a different direction. So, you know, we kind of kind of stumbled into it. And I, before long, I called a couple of my friends who were, you know, with me before. And they said, well, let's, you know, put the band back together and try to do something again. And so it, it was really just one of those, you know, things that just stumbled in our way. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. We've had a good time with it. So, so, so how long have you owned or been a partner in this brick business now yeah so we you remember Trent, you and i came back from mexico about five minutes before the pandemic started and it was about 30 days after that as i made my first investment and uh so you know kind of in early 2020 and then took full ownership in the you know latter half of 2020 with me and three other investors who are all active in the business and you know we just started rolling and rolling around but you know we rebranded changed the name made a lot of investments in the business and but it's a fascinating business and it was very similar to what i had done before so it was kind of like rolling in you know when i literally say putting the band back together it was the same events the same type of people the same collegiality so it was fun just to jump right back in and with another building product right just uh, uh you know dirt into money is a little bit different than trees into money and uh, but it's been fun well uh you told me something. I don't know. I'm going to call them scrap, overruns, leftovers. How many, when you acquired this business, how many of those brick do y'all have or did you have? Uh. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, you know, when you talk about bricks, you talk about millions, right? And In fact, as an industry, you talk about billions. So there are a lot of them out there. But, it, you know, it's not uncommon to see a brickyard have you know, 15 to 20 million bricks on the site. I mean, obviously you'd rather them be turning, but, you know, a brick can sit out there in inventory for a long, long time, and you hate to go out there and do something other than wait on somebody to buy it. It's just, you know, bricks that that aren't sold on kind of their original intention do have a tendency to sit and they're just a high mover. And so with us in the commercial space, like you guys have used us for, whether it's a school or a church or an office building, it's typically pretty specific to the brick they're putting on that building. So, yeah, it, it, there's a lot of a lot of brick out there that is kind of an orphan that if you can find the right home for it, you can probably get a pretty good deal on it. Well, that's funny. I I grew up on the river up here, uh, up here west west and west side of Charlotte, and, and we used to ride our four wheelers and motorcycles on the power lines all the time. And there was an old brickyard on the river, uh, and it, it's been gone. There were not any buildings, but man, for hundreds and hundreds of yards, Just when you would bricks. get out there on your motorcycle and turn up the soil, I mean, there was stacks of bricks, and you'd uncover mm-hmm. bricks. And I, me being in the construction industry, I was always so intrigued by it. And uh, I, I would just go out there for hours and walk around and look, look, pick brick up and look at them. It was cool. 
Well, I mean, think about this. I mean, you know, bricks have been around. It's probably the oldest man-made construction material out there. I mean, it's been around for, you know, there's signs of bricks early as back as 7,000 B.C. And so that's just a, you think about stuff that lasts a long time. I mean, we could treat the best wood and do all we want. Wood still has a finite life. That brick out there, barring you mechanically beating it up, is going to last essentially forever, right? It's just, it's there to stay, except the irony of it is it's still a super sustainable product. I mean, we literally turn dirt into money, you know, now, we run dry kilns at pretty good temps to, to bake that brick and make it what it is, but we really do make a very enduring product that has a lot of sustainability features. And, in fact, if we want to crush it up and put it right back in the system as grog is what we call it, we can put it right back in the system and use it all over again. So it really is a great story that I, of course, didn't know until I got into space. Oh, wow. I never thought about this. So you can recycle it. So y'all were green before green, and then you can actually use it for fill and stuff like that. That's what we always Brick brick bats and dirt and concrete is great feel. It, it doesn't hurt hurt the land. No. Uh, a lot of baseball fields are ground up brick finds. A lot of walking paths. I mean, that's it, it, it's non hydroscopic. Doesn't absorb a lot of moisture, right? So a lot of your infields and your professional ballparks are actually um, ground up brick finds. Huh, I didn't know that. Well, growing up, you know, we we're in, we're in the high end uh, residential house business and i like the the old myers part the colonial type houses architecture i like the brick house i'm gonna have a brick house and you would never paint a brick house now i have a brick house and i painted the brick house Mm -hmm. but on the commercial and the modular side uh and, and maybe even a lot on the residential side now mikey i know patrick and those guys have been talking to y'all about some some colored brick has has more color more flash to it uh, where you get more of a painted or even an antique or even a modern look, and 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 you don't have to paint it every ten years or whatever, and it does have the sustainability. That, that's that's coming of age, that, right? That's correct. Yeah. No, you know the painted brick phenomenon is probably what you referenced earlier, Trent. You know, it's, but those bricks are sitting out there. They're you know fairly inexpensive. For, you know, they, all the money, all the cost is sunk. So. People can pick those bricks up. They can mix and match them and then paint the house white. It doesn't matter what's underneath them. But, yeah, so what is what I have found fascinating about the brick space is you really can make the bricks that the soil or the clay in your particular area gives you, right? So we're very blessed down here in South Carolina to have access to kale, and which a lot of us would know is that white clay. You know, the Indians used to make pipes out of it, and you'd find the pottery artifacts. And so we can make some really fascinating colors that most parts of the country – don't have access to that. Even up in y'all's neck of the woods, they don't have access to kale, and they can always come down here and get it. But you got a lot of freight and hump and dirt up the road, and so you know we we have some interesting raw materials that allow us to make, particularly the grades and the that have become very mm-hmm. popular, particularly in the big commercial world. It's just a unique play, and I you know I never would have thought that you got to make what it gives you because I always thought about pine trees, right? They were the same in Southern Virginia as they were in East Texas, and now the clay can vary a hundred miles apart. So it's really it is kind of neat to see the different types and colors you can make, and then you put the right kind of heat or gas to them, and you can do all kinds of fancy things. Man, man, I, I, how much did you learn today, Patrick? A ton. I'll tell you what. Gracious. I mean, it, we it, the the one thing I love about our show, Trent, is that we there's certain things, and after we have a guest on like Mikey talking about brick, 
I mean, you, you don't look at it the same way. I mean, we really get educated. We've been talking about asphalt. We've talked about keeping ice cream cold. I mean, all these different things that we get to learn about. It's it's, it's really remarkable. It's crazy. I it mean, is. I, I was talking to talking about Chris Maynard. We were talking about. It. I was like, you need to get your boys to listen to the to the podcast because the most fascinating topics, fascinating people, and it just drives you to to want to want to do and think. Well, Mikey, that has been so interesting. Uh, something we like to do. We got we got about a minute here. Want to put you on the spot. Uh, what's one mantra in business and life? Which I think all of that is the same. I think we believe that similarly in that that you live by kind of your compass, and then also give your brick business a plug uh, so people can look you up. Yeah. So pretty quick on the mantra. I'm I'm a big believer, particularly in business, but it's not the big that eat the small; it's the fast that eat the slow. And particularly, we live in a world that changes really quick. And if you can adapt to the pace of change faster than the next guy, that doesn't matter if it's in your personal life, your professional life, your family life. If you can adapt, you're going to win more often than not. So definitely a, a philosophy of mine. And at U.S. Brick, that's definitely how we're approaching the market and approaching our next phase. And so, of course, we'd love people if they're ever in Columbia or near one of our you know upcoming locations. We're working on some of that, too, usbrick.com usbrick.com patrick we check said them this out about several people we got to go down to columbia we do. hang out with mike we need to go check that factory i'm sure out. he probably put us up for a night and we go check out his factory and hang out a little bit what do you think about that mikey it'd be my treat and i do go to bed you know i'm a hard stop at 9 30 trent you know how i roll so <laughs> hey you go after my heart man i've never seen you past eight but but that's just me and you <laughs> <laughs> well, Mikey, it's been wonderful, buddy. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, Mikey Johnson, you're listening to the At Home with Roby show. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Haston from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. Trent just f- finished up with Mikey Johnson. Uh, exactly what I thought we were going to get there. Fun, energy, uh, just gosh, he's he got come out. He come out a little slow, yeah. And then he and then he ramped it up with his knowledge delivery. He was dropping knowledge bombs. What I mean, goodness yeah. gracious! I need to listen to this show like five times and maybe take notes. Yeah, get your pad out. I hear you. I hear you. So if you were if you missed some of this segment, you got to go back and listen to the whole thing. Hit the podcast up uh, wherever you can find podcasts. You can find us at the At Home with Roby Show. On Apple, Apple Podcasts, Apple, whatever. Google, all kind. WBT. You're whatever. a Sp- are you a Spotify kind of guy? I am a Spotify guy. Reagan actually set me up a Spotify account about eight months. I ago. I hadn't done it yet. I need. Works I need pretty to, good. I'm still old. I school. just get. I, I set one night. Uh, we bought a bought a cabin up in near hendersonville uh i mean at a make a wish no you're like looking at me like i bought a cabin no, i bought a night in a cabin Woo. we did a steak getaway it was at a make a wish auction anyway we were up there and reagan <laughs> set me up a spotify account and i sat on the porch with a fire for about two hours and downloaded me a couple hundred songs because it keeps suggesting songs that you like off of. it makes it easy it's like smartphones i it took me like five years to to get good at a smartphone because I was trying <laughs> yeah. to take my old ways and block the smartness of it. Nah, man. It Am does I making a, sense? It's like scrubbing bubbles, man. It does the work so you don't have to. Scrubbing bubbles? Yeah. I think TJ got my reference. But anyways, so you bought a cabin in the That's in like the woods. me putting that uh, scrub on my face every morning so it look <laughs> so fresh and clean, clean. <laughs> no, no, no. Now we're getting there. Man, now I we're got, getting there. I got these kids, uh, these girls, Tatum's 13 and Rowan just turned 12, and they're all into t- taking care of their, their face and their skin now. It just happened recently. Whoa, overnight, huh? 
And Rowan came down last night and had this mask on. It wasn't like a cream. It was like a wax paper thing. <laughs> she looked like she looked like something like Jason out of it's Friday the Thirteenth. Man, I probably do that. Like, what are you doing? Did She's you try? Like, it? I'm taking care of my skin, pops. Like back no, the- I I would do it. Like, girl, back in our day, Myrtle Beach, we throw a little number two oil on the face, and off we'd roll. <laughs> well, she bought me, when we were up in Illinois last week, she bought me some apricot scrubs. There so you give me go. A little, I got some of that. She, she got it for me. Yeah. I said, I said, I want something to clean my face. She was going to get beauty products. You're exfoliating. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels pretty good. You put it on your forehead. Man, I, <laughs> t- I only go through two sessions in a whole whole jug. Get the big, the big one from Sam's Club. Two sessions on my forehead. Done. <laughs> Got to start over. I just keep it down to my nose. <laughs> Dang, that's funny. So Spotify. There's there I, are there are there podcasts on Spotify? I don't know. I don't. Have, I don't have Spotify. Does it? TJ's over here. You're you're a fan. He's in as the well. game, man. He he knows what's up. I like Spotify. It's pretty good. Then I can log on to my wife's Spotify. Listen to her stuff, and then my kids, the, these same two girls and my 10-year-old Piper, I mean, they listen to the funkiest. It's good music. I will say all the music that they listen to uh, in our kitchen while they dance when they do the dishes uh, is positive. I mean, Justin Bieber's got some positive music. Uh, can you believe I would say that? I mean, I'm like, what is this? Where is this from? Where? I just don't understand where they're listening to it because – when they're with me, they're listening to Johnny Cash. I mean, you know what I'm saying? We 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 keeping it real. But uh, but Rowan was doing dishes the other night, and uh, and and every time Reagan came out around the corner, she would stop dancing. And and then when Reagan would go to the other, you know, to the living room and couldn't really see her, she she was cutting it up dancing, like cutting <laughs> it up, like Michael Jackson dancing, like into it. So Reagan. Reagan's a little smarter than the average pup. You know, we got a video camera right there in our window, so she she went back that later that night next day and re- recorded all these videos of her dancing. So Rowan doesn't know that yet. Oh, it was cool to see. And, and, and hands down, I'm 43 years old. The girl can dance and puts more energy into it and, and more joy than I've ever been able to put uh, one, one kilosecond in my dancing. We, yeah, I was gonna say it's probably a different kind of dancing that you're used to doing, but that's good. I mean, that's really that's really good, you know. Well, they call me Pinocchio when I danced because uh, I didn't really bend my knees, you know, my <laughs> stick legs. Uh, that that was my nickname, and and then uh, so I was never good at dancing, and, and now I have realized uh, when I was shooting the gun, I went I went uh, shooting skeet the other day, and I had a world professional trainer t- teaching me teacher. And he was like, here, bend over it. No, 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 bend over it. Well, you got to bend over. And he was telling me, I was like, man, that's why I can't shoot. That's why I can't golf. That's why I can't dance. I need to, I need to do stuff where it's just my smile. Yoga will help that. Yoga. That's what you need to do. Yoga. Yoga with your apricot, down, apricot face mask. Okay. Well, man, did you have fun today, Patrick? <laughs> Welcome I mean, back. I, I enjoy hanging out, listening to Mikey Johnson. I think anybody, if you get around him, you heard him today. I mean, when you're around him too, his his personality is that infectious. It is. I mean, it 100 percent is. It's, it's just fun to be around him. Great guy. You're a great guy, TJ. Top of the line. Uh, what a wonderful show. 
We had Mikey Johnson today on the At Home with Roby show. Do this today. Go out and do the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Share the love and go Cats. Wow, wow.